podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I I want to start the show by, for once, reciprocating and saying, you two are lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 never, I never say that, and I feel bad about it you know, afterward, but I want to say you are also lovely. That's good. There is some there is some giving on your side in this relationship. I appreciate that. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I and I want to say what else was, was lovely was you your enthusiasm before this show <laughs> when you were <laughs> when you were trying to fix an audio problem. And I mean, right. I mean, every, everybody out there, LTS Nation, JJ was I mean grinding away trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with this audio thing. And I and I'm I'm looking at him in the camera. I mean his. You know, his brow is furrowed. Like he's like I'm telling him this stories. He doesn't give a shit. He's just he's he's just trying to fix this thing. And that's and that's fine. I mean, he should be. And and when he was finished, he he cursed so loud. Uh I think he woke my neighbor's kid along with mine. Right. Right. I was I was it was like Bruce Willis and Armageddon. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Trying to figure out trying to figure out that freaking was it I don't even know if it was Bruce Willis though in that particular scene. Oh. Had, to, had to cut the wire to like I think it was another guy, oh, but everyone knows the scene I'm talking about. Right. Uh, wait, was it on the asteroid or? Yeah. Th- yeah. Was, he was up there. I, I don't think it, he was just the one who hit the button. Spoiler alert. Bruce Willis kills himself and saves the world. <laughs> 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 if you if you haven't seen Armageddon, which was made in what, 1998, then I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great, great soundtrack, though. Great. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I would watch the hell out of that movie right now. Yeah. Uh, unlike Indiana Jones, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis cannot survive survive a nuclear explosion (laughs) uh so that's that's the that's a spoiler sorry uh speaking of nuclear explosion what the hell was with your thanksgiving plate yeah you know i mean i didn't think it was all that controversial in fact when i posted it i was like i was like i'm probably is probably gonna get like two favorites and three replies but people were destroying that plate dude okay okay Uh, we we need to talk about a couple things Uh uh-huh about the two things. The first is your plate was was trash. I mean, it was it was so poorly constructed on so many levels. You didn't have meat, Denny, I, on Thanksgiving. I, you know, I don't like turkey, and that was the only meat that was available. Right. Uh, I mean, there, there's something inherently wrong with not eating turkey on Thanksgiving. I that, can see that, that. That itself is wrong. I can see that. And, and and if there was some other meat type situation on the table, then I would have definitely consumed it. Like if there was a steak there, would you eat it? Yeah, I guess. How about a how about a ham? I would eat some ham. Okay, that's surprising that you because I feel like ham like is a it's a very like people don't like ham. Uh no, I I prefer ham. I mean turkey. I just can't get with turkey. I don't know. Turkey's perfect, but the, but the other thing too is I think on what I learned on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is you can't tweet anything without it turning into something extremely controversial. Yeah. 
Okay, I what I experienced Eric Church Twitter on Thanksgiving, Denny. I tweeted. I said, "Oh yeah, I, I, yeah." Okay, so if you guys didn't watch, uh, I think it was was it it was no, it was the halftime show. It was Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you didn't watch Eric Church at halftime during whatever game it was, he was he was he was objectively atrocious, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't I don't I, country music. I don't listen to it, but I can appreciate country music and and what it is um and i can i i I don't mind listening to good singers Mm -hmm. eric church was trash and that halftime show okay so i tweeted out i said is eric church the jeff fisher of country singers right okay which is a very on-brand tweet for me sure and first of all there's there's there was just crazy responses like kill yourself type responses to me Right. I saw that. And, yeah. And, and the one the one thing, though, that I also realized is apparently when you compare anyone to Jeff Fisher, it's the most offensive. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can be worse. But the, the best part was so the next day we every every Friday after Thanksgiving, because we're up in Virginia with my with uh, Amanda's uncle and we go on uh, winery and brewery tours. Cause you know how there's so many up there in in, in that area in, in northern Virginia right. and stuff. And so we just we just kind of travel around and whatnot. We were at this brewery and we we're sitting outside. And I was telling them the Eric Church Twitter story because it was just crazy the kind of things that pe- people would call me like the c word and like just like insane things because I I mildly hate. I, it wasn't even like a straight hate on Eric Church because it was a it was a Jeff Fisher's mediocre so Eric Church's mediocre right right. And, and so I tell them this story and I was drunk so I was probably a little bit loud whenever I was telling it. <laughs> I go I go inside to order a drink and this woman looks at me and she goes. Are you the one who hates Eric Church? Oh and I'm like, my! Oh my God! People are obsessed with this man. They're obsessed with him. Is he considered like a saint in the country community? Apparently, apparently. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you spoke ill of who you know, someone who was widely considered to be untouchable. I think that's for, part. Of, I think that has to be it, right? I've like, never heard of him, but I was, I was apparently far too. To not 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 sensitive enough to this to the subject. I, I saw your replies. I mean, look, I'm I'm used to some pretty you know f- uh, fiery mentions, but uh, you got ripped. That was that was the that was the worst kind of Twitter. Eric Church Twitter is the worst kind of Twitter. Uh, it, oh, by the way, uh, uh, there is approximately a zero percent chance that his real last name is Church. <laughs> Uh, just is, is real we, have, we have nothing to back that up. Yeah, no, just, no. Just saying it. I have nothing. I'm no. I have never heard of this guy. But I'm going to say in the country, you know, country music, uh, you know, industry. It's good to have a last name at church. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. His last name is really like Lupinowski or. Something. Okay, <laughs> Eric, Eric, and and he probably spells his first name with a K, and he just switched it to his. Yeah, so switch it around. Th- throw on a church. You know, in there, and and boom, you got a country music uh, uh, career in front of you. Oh man, that's hilarious! But yeah, that was that was Thanksgiving night. Other than watching uh, the the best Steelers wide receiver destroy that secondary. And well, yeah, not much I can say after that. (laughs) I mean, there's there's no one else on that offense. I mean, besides Le'Veon, obviously, it's him and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's 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 absolutely insane how there's there's quite literally no one in that offense aside from those two guys and Ben Roethlisberger. It's crazy. They the 
the whole offense, I mean, the whole passing attack basically goes through those two guys and they're always open. How is this? <laughs> right. uh, our, our, our team, wait, our team's tripling Eli Rogers. <laughs> right. what's, that, what's going on? It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, uh, all right, Denny. Well, let's get into what happened last week, Thanksgiving week. But before we do that, did you want to talk about our sp- – we, we have a sponsor. We do have week. a sponsor. We have a sponsor for the stretch run here uh, uh, for going into the fantasy playoffs. Um, our sponsor is playdraft.com. Uh, I've uh, played that for a couple weeks now, and it's, uh, it's a, a little different take on uh, daily fantasy in that – um, there's no salary cap. It's a timed draft like you're used to doing, you know, back in August. And, you know, the the thing that I think we've said on this show many times, it feels like uh, it feels like the season is downhill after your draft because that's like the highlight of the season. You know, Wh- whether you're getting together with friends and, and family to do the draft or just, you know, doing the draft on your computer. I mean, that's like peak excitement, at least for me. Uh, so that's what you get to do here. Uh, you can you can do uh, games of just two, so head head to head. You can do games of three or four or five or six or even more if you want. You can break it down and just do uh, quarterback matchups. So you can like pick quarterbacks straight down the board, uh, which is pretty on brand uh, for for our show. I I tried that today. Um, I feel like I got some. I got put together a pretty good uh, quarterback slate. I'll talk about that in a second, but. Um, uh, draft. It's uh, so playdraft.com. It's called Draft. Uh, draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts, just like the one, like I mentioned, that you did what three or four months ago. At this point, uh, you can do it whenever you want. They this game, these games just dra- last one week. Uh, so just like uh, you know the daily fantasy uh, you're used to, uh, you can get the Draft app by searching just Draft in the app store and it'll come up first be sure to enter the promo code stream as in living the uh when you download when you download the app and you'll get a hundred percent bonus up to six hundred dollars when you deposit it so again just search draft in the app store and enter stream as your promo code uh, i just wanted to mention a couple week 13 plays that i really like on draft uh kirk cousins is i think a sneaky guy although Jordan Reed's status makes me a little iffy on him. If Jordan Reed is a go, I really like Cousins. Uh, you know, as, as a guy, especially if you're doing that whole all quarterback format uh, with this, uh, with this, with this daily site, uh, he has failed to crack 300, 300 yards in the game just four times this year, um, and uh, the Cardinals secondary is not all uh, you know that intimidating when it faces faces off against top end passing attacks. There's also Drew Drew Brees, uh, who everyone knows at this point, uh, is facing off against a Detroit secondary that's not so good. Detroit gives up 2.1 touchdown tosses per game. They've allowed big yardage totals throughout the season. Even Sam Bradford, the ghost of Sam Bradford, managed 265 yards against them. And quarterbacks are completing an unbelievable 74.5% of their passes against the Lions. Uh, No team allows a higher percentage. So uh, Breeze is a guy I'm ending up with a lot in these drafts, and uh, I suggest you check it out this week. Awesome. All right, Denny. Last week, things were hashtag pretty good. It's pretty good.com. Pretty good. You know, 
I've seen a lot of waiver wire columns and and articles talking about adding Colin Kaepernick. You know what, Denny? I can actually say that we were first. I believe we were first. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying that and and being that. Colin Kaepernick is the brand. Maybe maybe I mean him as a player. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to take the you know him 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 the player. Uh-huh. He is the brand. And this week, Denny, he rushed for 113 yards. Man, that's crazy. 113 yards. That's crazy, man. That's 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 more than a football field. I yeah, I was stunned when I looked in on his stats in the second quarter and saw he had 62 yards with eight yeah. minutes to go. I was like, wait, w- excuse me, what? 62 yards? And 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 then I thought to myself, well, that must have been on you know some like 55 yard rush. But no, this was like chip chipping away, right? Right. I mean, he was right. getting eight yards here and 12 yards there. Uh, yeah, and you're right. The brand it's ugly mostly. Uh, it's on a bad team. It's just fantasy good, really. Uh, but man, is is it is it is it good? Hey, he was what QB two on the week? QB one. He was QB. He was QB. On the week. He ended up yeah. okay. Cool. He was better. He was better than Breeze. I think was was two. But then you know what's crazy is that any other week it, we would still be happy because we also had Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. in in the in the streaming bowl. Yeah. Right. We had Ryan Tannehill who ended up as QB five with twenty six point eight fantasy points. Oof. So. You had you had the perfect combination, the perfect game script, and everything for for those two quarterbacks to succeed. Uh, I went back and I looked at some of our QB because look, we were transparent about it. Things started off really, really tough uh, over the first five or six weeks of the season, maybe even seven weeks. But Colin Kaepernick came to save, yes, uh, and save us. He he really did. And since Kaepernick's been relevant, he wasn't necessarily our top stream every week. And you know we're not necessarily keeping track of only our top stream or anything like that, but we're now closer to QB nine, QB eight range uh, with our QB streamer, which is not as good as the last two years where we've been QB six, but it's much, much better than where we were. We can still, we can still get there by week week 16, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Tight end was not as good though. Unfortunately, Uh, Austin Hooper only had 2.8 PPR points. That was a disaster. It was a tough matchup though. It just goes to show the tight end matchups do indeed matter. Uh, and then he gets he gets Kansas City this week, which isn't going to be fun. No, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but CJ Fedorgoat, I mean, he saw volume again. Uh, mm-hmm. He had eight eight point two fantasy points, not terrible. And then on defense, I think the biggest disappointment this week had to have been Tennessee. Uh, you know, th- look, they gave up a lot of points. They they still they still had four fantasy points, which was like a very average score uh, among defenses, but. It was not what you would expect against Matt Barkley. No, sure. I mean, look. If someone told me, I think I may have tweeted this in while while I was on, you know, extreme like hell tilt, like you know, <laughs> like I was like seeing, I was like seeing demons Same. in my living room, yeah. uh, that sort of tilt. If if someone had told me before the game, Matt Barkley is going to drop back fifty four times today, mm. I would have said. Well, so the Titans, <clears throat> the Titans are going to break records for fantasy points, right, and, right. because they're going to score forty nine fantasy points on defense. <laughs> and and look at look at I'm looking at his, his line right now. He threw fifty four passes. He he only completed twenty eight of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, fifty two percent rate. So he didn't. It's not like he. Remember we talked about his completion rate last week. It's not like he blew the top off of his with his accuracy. Not at all. He was much worse than he usually is. Right. Right. It was, I mean, he, he certainly was not, 
I mean, it's a situation where I'm looking at his uh, his net expected points numbers. I guess they weren't god awful. He had he had nine uh, passing net expected points, which is which is decent enough. But I mean, the the bottom line in that game was there was an extreme negative game script. Mm-hmm. Tennessee went to a prevent defense. Yeah, and they and their secondary is bad. Their secondary is trash. It's... Tennessee's secondary is is bottom five easily in the NFL. Uh, and, and, you know, you would think that that would be okay still against Matt Barkley, but it clearly wasn't. And, and Chicago could have easily scored again. It's just that their wide receivers couldn't catch passes. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. Luckily, the other defense that we had was Pittsburgh and they dominated, uh, Tolzien. They had 11 fantasy points on Thanksgiving, uh, a great performance from them. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy about that. Yeah. It evened out, uh, in terms of, of, uh, defensive stream it's not like Tennessee killed you either it was more I think Tennessee hurt everyone more in DFS than anything else yes yes it really did because Tennessee was cheap 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 yeah on DFS yeah. and look at look at that and yeah I mean that's the risky run with with you know just hoping that a bad defense will not be bad for once but yeah. right right all right Denny let's move on to week 13 then talk about a defense that folks can stream uh, yeah, so the the Bengals defense uh, is available on sixty five percent of waiver wires. So I understand that it's not one of our usual like eighty or ninety percent uh, options, uh, but you know what? It's really tough out there. Uh, uh, JJ has a a much better option, but if you can't get his option, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know leak the information here. We're gonna have to wait a second. Okay, they're, I, they're they're actually they're in the CFL. That's why no one owns it. Right, exactly, and and we're expanding the brand uh, to north of the border. The so the Bengals defense. It, I mean, the, really, they should be available everywhere because they've been very bad from a fantasy standpoint. I was looking at that a little bit today, but they play the Eagles. Uh, the Bengals are at home. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites. So that's not exactly what we're looking for. But like I said, it's a rough week. Uh, Philadelphia has allowed seven fantasy points to defenses in seven of 11 games this season. So what that tells you is that teams have often had nice, uh, solid floors against Philadelphia while not really having much of a ceiling. But with defenses, don't tell me you wouldn't take seven or eight points from your right. fantasy defense and get out of town. You would. Right. Uh, so uh, Carson Wentz has been sacked uh, 26 times this season. Only five quarterbacks have been sacked more than that. And um, uh, just as far as, uh, you know, the Eagles uh, passing attack, if, the, if you can call it that, goes, uh, they ha- they're averaging 6.2 yards per pass, uh, which is the fourth lowest in the league. And uh, Cincinnati is among the best in passing yards allowed per game. Uh, it's on the ground, really, where the Bengals have struggled this year. As as you know, uh, they've been they've been ripped by a bunch of teams on the ground. So I think that there that, that possibility looms that you know the the Eagles' conser- very ultra conservative offense could just keep it on the ground and sort of hammer away there. Um, but I believe that the Bengals at, at home present something of an option if you're just kind of desperate out there for for a streamer yeah and you want to know the upside also with cincinnati if you want to stream them this week is they get cleveland next week that's a so, great point so if you are already looking playoffs i mean you might you know, you know i i i i have a team where i'm already locked in the playoffs and i'm just gonna play this week just to play right 
And I will play a team like Cincinnati because they're not a bad option this week, but they also get Cleveland. Next Man, week. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, planning ahead this time of year is critical. So, yeah. 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 Uh, the defense I'm going to talk about is not in the CFL. They actually won on Monday night. It's the Packers. Uh, they, you know, the, the, the Packers offense opening up a bit against the Eagles, I think helped the defense in general. Um, they, they, they looked better. I mean, it's still not a good defense, but they're at home this week. They're six point favorites and they're facing Brock Osweiler. Do I need to, is that, is that good enough? I'm pretty sure we just move on to the Titans. (laughs) I mean, look, only only two defenses haven't ranked 16th, which is top half or better against the Texans this year. One of them was Indianapolis, who was on the road, and they're the second worst defense in the NFL. And the other one was Jacksonville, who was mm-hmm. just inconsistent as hell. Um, you know, every team has scored at least two points on them, which is no one's gone negative against the the Texans. That's something. How could you? <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Look, it's Brock. It's Brock Osweiler going to Lambeau Field in a, in a game yeah. where the Packers are coming off a big win. They they need they need to win games. I mean, I don't I don't see how the Packers don't have a great day against this Houston. Offense. Yeah, Lamar Miller is banged up. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, I just I I can't really fathom I, something atrocious happening to this Packers. Yeah. Defense. Yeah. Yeah. Looks. I I think that the Packers are a team I would play above a lot of defenses uh, mm-hmm. this week uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think they're in a great spot. All right, Denny. Quarterback time. We have we have a we have a bunch, so we'll try, yeah. we'll try to get through it quickly. All right. So I, I feel a little bit bad about not mentioning Vance McDonald last week or the week before. Um, well, quarterbacks first. Quarterbacks first. Oh my gosh! I just Thanks. blew it. I just spoiler blew alert. It. I've never done this show before. <laughs> God, I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll start. I'll start. Uh, yes, you go ahead. We're just going to, I'm just going to say Colin Kaepernick and move on. Well, look, this is, this is officially probably going to be the last week that you can officially stream Colin Kaepernick. Um, I will say though, I will say Denny, Mm -hmm. I I am a little there. I I am somewhat worried about cap, not, not like overly, but, but I think that there's the, the downside that this game is more defensive than what you know, we would hope for. Uh, Obviously last week's game script went the other direction, but they're also, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a much more competent quarterback than than Matt Barkley is, um, and and that, I mean that's saying something too. Um, yeah. You know, the 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 over under in this game is a couple points lower than what we saw last week. They're in Chicago too, which doesn't help. But but uh, the Bears' pass defense does rank twenty first uh, according to Number Fire schedule adjusted metrics. Colin Kaepernick's averaging 62 rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, you're getting a touchdown and a half throwing with Kaepernick each and every week. Uh, and then, so he basically only needs like 150 to 200 yards passing with a touchdown for him to be somewhat fantasy relevant for you. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that he doesn't, doesn't crap his pants and you you're done for the week. Um, so I think, I think cap is certainly in play. I just, I don't think that he's as locked in, you know, the, the number fire projections this week, like love Kaepernick and I can see why I, I can understand the logic behind it just because of what he can do on the ground. And the matchup itself is pretty, pretty nice uh in terms of like personnel and stuff but at the same time i could just see a game script not being as fun as what we saw last week and that's really important i think for a guy like cat well nothing's going to be as fun as last week's game yeah, script that's fair. That's fair. Uh, i think our, our friend here is the san francisco defense honestly like they they don't stop anybody so you know cap has to keep his uh foot you know foot on the pedal so yeah foot on the gas as they say yeah 
All right. So I'm going to go ahead with my quarterback now because I'm not going to mess this up anymore. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's still in the NFL, uh, according to uh, sources. And um, he plays against the Colts this week, who are bad. Uh, the the game the the Vegas total for this one is forty nine and a half, so that's not uh, not terrible, and only the Falcons, 49ers, and Browns have allowed more touchdown passes this year than the Colts. Uh, also, this is kind of unbelievable, but Indianapolis has intercepted exactly three passes this season. Oh my God, I mean, oh through through twelve games, <laughs> right? Or or eleven eleven games, they picked off three. What is that? So anyway, they're they're tied with the Jaguars for the least interceptions in the league, which is kind of unbelievable that another team only has three. Um, but I just wanted to read off, because this is what I like to do on the show, I want to read off uh, quarterback fantasy points against Indianapolis uh, in recent weeks. Week 8, 25 fantasy points. Week 9, 27. Week 10, bye week, zero points. Oh, week they were 11, good that week. They were, they were very solid that week against... Nobody, they allowed zero. So uh, week 11, 22 and a half points, and week 12, 20.9 points. Uh, it's, I just, I think that you could do a lot worse than Fitzpatrick, who looked functional last week, I have to say. Yeah, he did, he did, he did. Uh, yeah, against the, and, and, and you know, look at Fitzpatrick has, has had two total meltdowns this year, uh, along with the whole Jets team. Okay, if if we're being honest about it, mm-hmm. um, but he has at least one one touchdown pass in every game but those two games. So, you know, to say that he you know comes into the game with a with a great chance of being a total debacle, I think is overstating it. Yeah, um, I, I I'm relatively confident that he can put up you know feasible top you know top fifteen ish fantasy numbers against a really bad defense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you can't get cap, I think I think Fitzpatrick is the the top streamer this week. So he might be, you know, he might be considered sort of like the top mm-hmm. normal streamer just because cap is in higher demand. So not a bad yeah. play, I don't think. Uh, the other guy I want to mention, this is definitely a deeper play, as is the last guy you'll talk about. Uh, this is Alex Smith against the Falcons. I mentioned this in the podcast before. I just generally feel more comfortable playing Alex Smith in a negative game script because when, when you get him at home. With Andy Reid, there, there's that chance that they just milk the clock with the running yeah. game. They're in Atlanta, which is a great situation. You're, you're facing a team that's given up um, uh, the most fantasy points to, to opposing quarterbacks this year. Um, <clears throat> they're they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs, the, the, the Chiefs are. Um, and, and, and Atlanta doesn't have Desmond Trufant anymore. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's surprising that Carson Palmer wasn't able to do anything against them last week. It's also very tilting. Yes, um, but I think, I, you know, we we've seen that from Carson Palmer this year. Also, I mean, Carson Palmer's been bad this year. He that guy's shot. Right, right. He's he's done. Right. So I I think you know I think he's certainly a deep Alex Smith is a deeper play. And another reason why Alex Smith is is a deeper play is because he's been not very consistent. When Alex Smith is generally a consistent fantasy asset, where. Uh, you know he has he has four top eleven performances this year, but he has five where he's ranked QB twenty four or worse, and mm. which is very very unlike him and very weird. But it's it's what you get out of this offense right now, I think. And and it's you know he's not gonna, he's probably not going to have Macklin. I would assume I haven't really seen the the injury report though or anything like that. Um, 
I, I, I just I, I worry about Alex Smith every single week that you would have to use him, but I do think that he has the chance to put up QB fifteen numbers. Yeah, I um, you you can't you like you said you can't play him really if they're a favorite at home at this point. He's too scary of uh, his floor is too scary, but I think his floor is pretty nice here. I mean, Atlanta's bad yeah. uh, against the pass. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, uh, Matt Barkley. I'm not even gonna call him Matt Goatley because I can't even I can't even pretend. Okay, so Matt Barkley. <laughs> You know, if you if if you're in one of these leagues where you know we get a lot of mentions and say, well, not in my league. Um, well, so, come on, Barkley's available in your damn league. So uh, he's playing a San Francisco defense. As we mentioned, they're not good either. Uh, is 27th in passing yards uh, per attempt, 28th in yards per completion. Uh, quarterbacks have failed to score 15 fantasy points against the Niners three times this season. Uh, they've gone over 20 points six times. You know, Barkley was not good last week. I said he dropped back 54 times. He had 28 completions. The 49ers put more pre- uh, pressure on the passer than the Titans, basically because you, me, and three other people we could find on the street could put more pressure on the passer than the Titans do. Uh, so, uh, you know, Barkley, let's put this, I would feel pretty good about starting Barkley if I'm in a tight spot tough spot in a two QB league. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a guy, I, I, he's, he's, he's a deep play. And if, if it's a, a league where people suck and they're just hoarding quarterbacks, I, you know, don't, I think this is more of a, don't feel awful. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. All right, Denny, since you spoiled it already, talk about Vance McDonald. Yeah. Vance McDonald. So our buddy, Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar summed it up very nicely when he said this on Twitter. Uh, Vance McDonald leads the Niners in targets since week seven, and the Bears have allowed a tight end touchdown in three straight games and will be without linebackers Jarrell Freeman and Danny Trevathan. So, uh, to sum up, he's getting lots of opportunity. Yeah. The, uh, the Bears, actually, I was looking at the numbers today, the Bears uh, allow a bunch of short completions, high percentage uh, completions, you know, and that's uh, that's tight end territory. McDonald, I mean, is a little more of a downfield threat than than most of the dad runners we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bears have given up 18 receptions to tight ends over their past four games. And um, only, I was surprised to see that only eight tight ends have more targets than Vance, Vance Let's Dance, McDonald, since week seven. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he he's get he's getting looks. His his market share over the last five weeks is barely worse than Jimmy Graham's. Yeah, uh, it's it's eighteen point eighteen percent over the last five weeks. It's phenomenal for tight ends, top ten tight end market share, and it's it's a game where you know the matchups there as well. I, I I love that I love that pick for sure. This the the one I'm going to talk about, Denny, is very much so a just a fun a fun selection. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some logic there. And it's Josh Hill. Uh, he, he's available in 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 ninety nine point nine percent of ESPN.com. <laughs> uh, but he caught all six of his targets this past week. He played seventy eight percent of the team's snaps, and he, really? he actually he actually plays a decent amount of snaps every week. It's just you know he was I think he was out for a little bit earlier in the year. Uh, he, he, he played, like I said, a lot of snaps this past week. He had another game a couple weeks ago where he played like seventy four percent of the team's snaps. 
And then, I mean, really, you're just you're getting a piece of this crazy, crazy game that could go down in New Orleans this week against against Detroit, which, by the way, Detroit is the absolute worst team at stopping tight ends. So yeah. if there is some sort of real switch from them thinking Kobe Fleener is going to be a thing to wanting to incorporate Josh Hill more in their offense, then maybe this is a game that Hill ends up having a, a going off in a way. You know, if they if they really make a switch and they start to utilize Hill more in the passing game, either that or I mean, he could look. There, there's a there's probably a seventy percent chance that Josh Hill scores fewer than one fantasy point this week. So <laughs> so just just know that this is more of an upside play. This is a Derek Carrier. Maybe he scores a touchdown and everyone's going to go nuts on Twitter play. Yeah. Oh, man, I definitely would. Uh, I didn't know his snaps were up that much. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So snaps are there. Uh, it's a game that's gonna That has an insane uh, over under. It's, it's just going to, you know, you get a piece of that offense very, very cheaply. So sure. Um, I'm into also, it. Also, also just to throw it out there, monitor the Jordan Reed situation because Vernon Davis is not a bad guy to add either. Oh, sure. Sure. I, w- I would love even though the, Davis ma- the matchup here. sucks. Um, oh, it does. They're the car. Yeah, yeah, Cardinals. But all right. So to recap, we got Vernon Davis, Josh Hill, Vance McDonald, Alex Smith, Matt Goatley, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, Green Bay Packers, and the Bengals defense. All right, Denny. Let's get to Twitter. We got a lot of questions. Okay. First one is at Double A Cantu. He says rank in order of most to least vicious. Jags Twitter, Eric Church Twitter, Wrinkle Twitter. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, God, I just like I'm getting destroyed recently. Just oh, absolutely man. annihilated. I go on, I go on, uh, on, on my Facebook Live on Sunday. I'm just trying to do a good deed for people. You know, sit on Facebook Live, answer some start sit questions, make people money, help them mm-hmm. win their fantasy titles. Mm-hmm. And I get on Twitter and I see first off David Kitchen, like like low key making fun of my hair. But my hair was looking okay that day. It was good. It was looking good. I don't. I didn't understand that comment. Yeah. So the hair was fine. But then someone took a picture of 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 my hoodie that I was wearing, mm-hmm. and and yes, guys, it was wrinkly as shit. And and look, <laughs> the reason is because I wanted to be comfortable while I was doing the show. Okay, I went upstairs into my closet. I walked in the closet and I grabbed a hoodie that was on the bottom of the hoodie pile. Cause I just have a right. pile of, you know, full, like they're slightly folded up hoodies. And, and this one I hadn't worn in like two months probably. So it was very mm-hmm. wrinkly. And, mm-hmm. and I, I got on the, uh, the Facebook live and, and I got off the Facebook live and I see my mentions and someone took a screenshot of it and they were and they definitely changed the contrast of it and stuff too. They like made it really high contrast. So the wrinkles came out really, you know, you could see it really well. And then yeah. I look at my wife and I was like, look what they're doing. And she's like, oh, yeah, I should have told you your, your, your hoodie's wrinkly. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. So I wanted to let you know and I want to let the listeners know because I know that they will be relieved here. On Cyber Monday, I bought you an iron. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be at your house tomorrow morning. The, the best, too, is that I, I mentioned something like making fun of myself that I didn't iron my hoodie. And then I got like 45 responses of people saying like you iron hoodies it's like no no i don't iron hoodies i don't i don't no no but i mean well that that's tough because they're saying you're wearing a, a, a you know a wrinkled hoodie but don't iron it i don't right what, well then but then and then i start getting these these self-help tips from people that are like just throw it in the dryer for for 15 i, I know guys i know these hacks okay i'm not 
I'm not like I, I didn't just like graduate college or didn't like graduate high school and I'm in college like learning things for the first time. I'm I'm an adult, okay? I know how to do things. It's just that your tilting made me tilt over this wrinkly hoodie. That's what's going on right now. There's just I, it's a tilt yeah. fest and we're all on the upside down right now. There <laughs> Yeah. I could tell. I could tell you were tilting. I was tilting for yeah. you a little bit. And, and you know what I think it is? There's a disconnect because, you know, seventy five percent of fantasy football writers live in their mother's basement so their mother <laughs> will take the sweater and they and will put it in the laundry for them you know right. in the in the machines right. for them so of course uh, i saw barb in the up, upside down too she's is she doing yeah, well she's, she's doing she's, okay she's good she's good okay uh next one at bathroom ben he says when you and denny do cardio at the gym are you treadmill guys bike guys or elliptical guys you can go ahead A treadmill guy dude right Treadmill. I don't go to the gym. Uh, I uh, refuse to buy into big gym. Uh, I <laughs> I don't have any exercise equipment. Everything I do, I could do in a jail cell, and that's really for you know that that that's that's by design because you know in the coming four years I'm gonna maybe end up in a political prison. I need to be able to work out in that area. Maybe I'll see one of you all in there and I can show you show you the ropes. Be like, hey, I learned how to do this so that I could work out in this political prison. Uh, so no, no, no uh, machines for me. I'm a I'm a I'm a big treadmill guy. The last like the last like four months, five months I've gotten really back into running and I I treadmill it up a lot. But let's let's be honest, a treadmill is nothing like running on the road. It's not. It's not. It's a lot easier too. I think. I. I, yeah, but, I, I think. I think treadmill because you're not like when you're running. When you're running outside, you can force yourself. To, you can just stop, right? Whereas you can't just. You can just stop on a treadmill, or else you're in a face plant yeah. and just just murder yourself. Well, no, I mean, but on on a treadmill, I use. I had a phase at the University of Maryland where I would go to their gym and do and do the treadmill, and I would run like two miles on the treadmill and be like, man, I'm in you know good shape, pretty good. And then I would go try to run outside. I would run like half a mile and then die. Yeah, the, the, the elevation changes. The not only that too, especially in the summer. Like I, running outside to like in in forty five degree weather is the perfect running outside weather. Like you can get you. I I can. No, it's perfect. It's per. I'm Denny. It's perfect. Fifty fifty maybe. It's perfect. Cause you can, I'm gonna go with sixty. No, because you don't get you don't get overheated, and you can just you can just go forever with the, with the when when you're running in that kind of uh, temperature. Mm -hmm. I think there's studies that say that fifty degrees is the ideal temperature if you're trying to like get personal best in terms of your your uh, mileage and stuff, your your yeah. <clears throat> your pace. Um, but so like I like it a lot more running outside than you know because you and not only that but you can I'm very competitive within myself to to be better, but. Running, running on the treadmill during the summer and stuff is great for from a training standpoint. Yeah, I know. And, and running outside in the summer is the actual woat. Oh, it's, okay? it's awful. It's so bad. It is. It's awful. It, it takes me. Not only is it torturous, just torturous. Yeah, uh, it takes me close to an hour to stop sweating afterwards. Right. Oh, me like, too. Yeah. Like, like, forget about, forget about, like. I'm going to go on my run when it's 102 degrees outside and I'm going to come back and I'm going to jump in the shower and get ready for the day. No, I have to cool down. Yeah. If I get in the hot shower, I will literally perish. <laughs> You'll melt. Okay. You'll just completely I melt. Will, I will melt. And also, here's the, here's another thing about, about hair is that you, you're, you're drenched in sweat. You, you can't stop sweating. You get in the shower. You get even more heated. You dry off, mm -hmm. but then your scalp is sweaty. 
Good luck trying to do your hair, trying to make your hair look like something right. when your scalp is sweaty. It can't happen. You can't go out and do something 30 minutes after a run during the summer, after you'd showered no. and stuff, or, or even an hour and a half. You just can't. You're just going to be no. sweating all night. Yeah. <laughs> just all night long sweats, just, just running sweats from six hours ago at the bar. Next one, <laughs> at SRK Funk Doc. Is it just me, or is the fantasy football internet way too into measurables and draft pedigree? Witness Kristen Michael, dot, dot, dot. Uh, I mean, I don't know if way too into I think that there are extremes. Yeah, I mean, like, the bottom line is, why, I, I, like, it's fun, right? Like, like, it, like n- number one, measurable analysis and, and looking at metrics from, from a prospect standpoint is part of the equation, like it's a big part of the equation for for trying to evaluate how these players are going to perform, right? So not only is it like entertaining to look at these guys' metrics and to try to build models to see if they're going to perform well, but a lot of times the, the reason guys like Kristen Michael exist is because you have people, smart people, I, I'm not as into, to, I mean, I, I do metric, like draft prospecting and stuff with, with metrics, but not as, I mean, there's amazing people out there that do crazy things with it. Um, when they, when they fall in love with someone, they're mm-hmm. going to want them to succeed. And that's just all we see. That's why Kristen Michael exists. That's why Jeff Janis exists. That's why, that, I mean, there's just so many of those guys, Justin Hunter. I mean, there's, there's a lot of those players that people just fall in love with. I think you can actually though, you know, with this question, you could say the opposite, right? Why do why do certain because because film guys fall in love with similar players all the time yeah. as well, and why is it that they always are so you know stuck on these guys or why do they always defend these guys? It's because they 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 want to be they want to be right and they just enjoy those players and they want them to succeed. That's just all it is. It's human nature. Yeah, uh, you, the the thing with 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 measurables uh, and the, the the really like hardcore numbers approach to you know, players coming out of college into the NFL. I pay most attention uh, to that when it's a cheap player. You know, like if I can get like an athletic freak on the cheap, yeah. then I, then I'm going to take a swing at that opportunity. Right. Um, uh, you know, if you're basing, if you have to invest a lot of capital, draft capital in Dynasty, in look at me giving Dynasty advice, um, uh, in in a in a guy based solely on metrics, it probably is not the best approach. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, but, um, but I, I do like me an athletic freak on the cheap. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And not only that, but when, when things happen to, to players and backups come in, you can understand and you can see, Hey, this guy might have a shot because he's mm-hmm. a freak. Cam Meredith is a good example of that, where he yeah. was starting to get a lot of, a lot of, uh, traction, uh, because of the volume he's seeing, but also because he's, he's a raw, athlete that that could potentially do something big um next one is at adrian underscore charlie with the fantasy playoffs just around the corner i think rb should offer delivery can you make this happen i i think we are i think people are going to need their three beef and cheddar or three cheese and beef or whatever it is whatever the heck that stupid <laughs> sandwiches next one at j alex olguin it should be restated what the hell with the no turkey it should be restated sorry uh well hey by the way I'm glad I I'm just glad I didn't get rip like Albert Breer. What did Albert did. Breer do? Or 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 Ian Rappaport. I don't they're the same person to me. <laughs> um uh they said so one of them posted their Thanksgiving 
Thanksgiving plate, and there were unspeakable things in the mention. <laughs> like I'm not going to talk about it because it's re- it was really really awful stuff, and um like 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 crazy sexual stuff. <laughs> okay, stuff where I'm like where I had to like think about it. And I was like, wait, but if that is that. <laughs> Fits there. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh. Um, and uh, so uh, at least that didn't happen. But okay. I get it. I get it. You didn't like my Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. People don't like it. Next one. At Swaggy Dad Runner. Can we please have a moment of silence in memory of the three-year anniversary of Josh Gordon going for 10, 261, and 2? <laughs> Hashtag goat. Uh, I know. I miss him. Yeah. Next one. At J Duvall one. Did Ebron forget to pay his library fines and have his graduation diploma rescinded after this week? What an anomaly, right? Man. Right? Like I, I and he's gonna have low ownership this week in DFS just because of who he is. Great, great because matchup. of last week, rather. Yeah, the yeah. matchups are unbelievable. Eric Ebron's a great play this week. I uh yeah, with the whole game, I was just thinking uh I was thinking he knows. <laughs> Like he knows that he graduated, so now he's gonna go lay a big fat egg. And and you know what's worse is that you know an island game, you know. So island games, we're we're getting tweets, you know, with three minutes to go in the first quarter, saying, "Why doesn't Ebron have fourteen catches?" Yeah, I, I heard that he had a T-shirt underneath his jersey that said hashtag Early Round Tight Ends. <laughs> so he went full darter. Yeah, he went full darter on us. Next one at PJB four three four. Does Denny also avoid the ham on Christmas just to let, just like the turkey on Thanksgiving? We kind of got the answer to that. I, I'm okay with ham. I Ham is part of my brand. Next one, at BeaverBKR. Uh, give me your thoughts on ties in the regular season in fantasy. Are there any non-arbitrary tiebreakers you recommend? Hmm. I mean, points scored, right? Uh, well, that, wait, or do you mean, mean, oh, you mean in, in uh, you're talking about like a, a game? In a game, I, it's usually your bench score, isn't it? Mm. But that's God, it's kind of stupid because you could just load up. You could it could be like quarterback heavy or something. Yeah, yeah, and also I know I I think uh, I think you just go with the tie. I think you just wrestle. I, okay. <laughs> you, just, you just wrestle for the win. Thumb wrestle, maybe. Oh, thumb wrestle. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you I, like I'm thumb not, wrestling. I do, I do apparently. Do you are you do you consider yourself good at it? No, even though I have oh. huge hands, I have really big hands. Oh really? I have like, I have like ten and a half inch hands. What? What? Yeah, look at this. I'm showing you on, on the screen right now. They got that's like that's like Russell Wilson type hands. Dude, I have humongous hands. Oh my god! I tweeted my, about it before. Both of my hands could fit inside of one of your hands. <laughs> Basically. Jeez. Basically. Uh, the next one is at Rob underscore C underscore 14, Matt Ryan or cap. I, um, I, I, you gotta go Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm fine with Ryan. I mean, he, he had a bad matchup last week. He did. He did. Fine. Matt Ryan has a great rest of season schedule too, for the most part. So like I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with just playing Matt Ryan week in, week out. Next one at N Dutton 13 as a citizen of the UK, how best you can describe how bad Arby's is? What breed of animal shit would come closest to it? <laughs> what, uh, how would you how would you describe? I mean, you've eaten Arby's, right? Yeah, o- other than like, every Sunday. Yeah, right. It's like fatty, slimy. The cheese is really disgusting. Yeah, it, it's I like it tastes. It tastes like meaty plastic. Yeah. Right. Like it's just. It's not. It's not real. 
Like it's, we're never getting Arby's to sponsor this unless it's just completely ironic. Wouldn't it be? Oh my god, that would be so ironic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, God, it, it's it's like it, it's worse than like a frozen. Like think about like getting like a. I've never had this in my life. I'm just envisioning that it's a thing. Like frozen roast beef and just microwaving it. And then, and then in the microwave, halfway through, you just throw a piece of cheese on it, and you melt the cheese on it a little Ugh. bit. And then, and then you have two buns that you also put in the microwave, and you put it all together, and it's all in the microwave, and you just you just crush it for ha- half a minute, and then you take a bite of that. It's bad. Yeah, that that makes me want to. I, I want you to pause the show so I can go vomit, and then I'll <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, next one at Michael Force. Should I thank Kaepernick or stick with Kirk Cousins? That's a good question for this week. Yeah, I, I I don't I I don't love cousins if Reed sits. Yeah, I I, I actually I think I prefer I, I'm like cousins matchups. He doesn't have a he, he has he has one in two weeks against Carolina that I like, but um I I think that you can make a case that Kaepernick outscores cousins from here on out. Uh, Kaepernick has some pretty good media. It's the Jets, the Falcons, um, but this week specifically, I do like Kaepernick more than cousins. Yeah, I would probably go go that way. Yeah. Next one at too much snark already clinched playoffs. Who are the most absurd slash insulting players we can play this week to mock opponents? Mm. That's a, that's a pretty good one. That is a good one. Let me think here. Uh, I didn't, I didn't come prepared for this question. We should have come prepared for this question. Cause it's, a, yeah. It's a um, maybe like Orleans dark. Yeah. Orleans dark. Yeah. Just find like the craziest names that you can out there. Is he, is I he also, still active? Yeah, I think he just hit the IR. I, I, oh. I uh I would go with the all metrics team and just go with the Janice types. That would be fun. Yeah, Jared Cook, Janice, Kristen Michael. Yeah. And and a lot of times like the ESPN player pool uh specifically, they they have retired players, which is kind of fun. Like I would pick up like Andre Johnson or something. Oh my god. I forgot that he retired or I forgot that he played this year. Yeah, exactly. Andre Johnson would be fun. Mhm. Be good. Maybe play like Luke McCown. I'm trying to think of like a really obscure. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, the that the Kowski guy for the Packers, that running back, the R- Ripkowski. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who scored the touchdown, their first, their yeah, first play, running back. Play touchdown. Rip out, Rip Kowski. Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe just yeah, just just play all white dudes. Play the all, all white team. Yeah, I'm not gonna make a comment about what that may mean in this America, but yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't talk about that. <laughs> Next one at power five seven five eight rest of season Ryan or Cap, I like Ryan more than Cap rest of season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the second one was Ryan or Dak. Hmm. Well, Dak's a no go for me this week. Yeah, let's just say Ryan then in that case. Uh, next one at awj one hundred one Russell Wilson or stream Willie Sneed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That was a sweet pass though. That was Willie good, Sneed. yeah. I love Willie Sneed. You know I love Willie Sneed. And it uh yeah. still haunts me to this day. But by the way, our, our living the stream league, I'm finally not the laughing stock of the league. I'm like five and seven, I think, right now. I think you're you're one game ahead of me. But I Yeah, you came out of nowhere. I know. I've won like three or four straight. <laughs> My team was atrocious, but our our league settings is the way that you should do leagues, by the way, guys. Top two teams from each division make the playoffs. And then the best record not in makes the playoffs. And then the best, the most points not in makes the playoffs. So I'm probably out unless something insane happens from a point standpoint this this week. You might get in, though. You might sneak in, Denny. 
I would love to sneak in because I've heard a lot of crap from you people in the LTS league, and I'm coming for you. I just want to want you to know. Uh, this next one is at underscore big floss. What is your favorite non fantasy football podcast? I think I've talked about it before. I listen to the I like the TED Radio Hour on NPR. With oh, Guy, right, with Guy right. Raz. Right, uh, Guy Raz. Guy. <laughs> can cancer cure aids Um, this is the ted radio hour (laughs) ted ted what does that stand for technology innovation is that really what it stands for sorry Uh, if if, if no one's listened to that podcast ever that whole the last 30 seconds of this podcast you could just delete from your phone or whatever device you're listening on please um i I am blanking on – I don't listen to podcasts very much, but there is a horror podcast that is excellent. Um, fa- oh, Faculty of Horror. Check it out. Faculty of Horror. It's uh, two um, uh, two women professors, which is awesome, in Canada, which is also awesome. And they break down, like, social context of horror movies and, like, what it means in the big picture and, like, micro and macro mm. – and they they know they know everything about every horror movie that you've ever watched. So check it out. Uh, uh, Faculty of Horror is my jam. Interesting. Next one at Chris underscore Marquise or Marquis. Capper Goat or Rivers this week? Rivers gets to Ri- Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Oh man, well I go Rivers. Yeah. Uh, next one at JP Gibbs. What are your takes on adults wearing jerseys at the game only? Only if the player is older than you? Never. I've, I I feel I know you have a hundred jerseys. Yeah. I am of the, an age where I'm now older than you know the vast majority of players. I feel a little weird wearing them. Yeah, I mean to be honest, my jersey collection is more of a collection that I can like randomly bust out in certain occasions, right? So like it's not like I'm a like I'm not the person who wears a football jersey to Home Depot, you know? Like like yeah yeah yeah. I don't. I, I, I'll wear a jersey like I, I don't even really I mean I don't really wear like a Steeler jersey on Steeler Sundays unless it's like a playoff game or something right mm-hmm. um, but I'm definitely not the 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 guy who is that just rent on a Wednesday at Target shopping for a, a Valentine's Day card with a jersey on right you know right. like it, uh. that that's 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 too much for me well, uh, I I knew that though because you're married uh, and <laughs> you're a functioning adult, so you're not going to be wearing your jersey just out to do uh, fun things. Um, I, I I think that a retro jersey is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch that guy as a kid, I think it makes sense. Like if you're walking around with like a you know like a Steve Largent jersey for you old folks. Yeah, that's that's honestly the majority of my collection is that. that that's what yeah. I I still buy jerseys that are that like I I get and I I like I started to get more college jerseys like I have a Troy Polamalu USC jersey that's pretty sweet and like I have a Mm -hmm. Barry Sanders Oklahoma State jersey like those kind of things are what I focus on with my collection I have very obscure jerseys though too if anyone's ever interested hit me up on Twitter we can have a jersey talk yeah I mean you you have a lot to say I did not know you had a Barry Sanders yeah I have I have a Barry jersey. Sanders Lions and Oklahoma State jersey and I, I have a lot of Lions jerseys I have a Herman Moore jersey oh, I have a nice. I have a Charles Rogers jersey I have a yeah I have a Charles Rogers jersey Wow I have I remember buying it too I was like I remember I was I don't know like sixth grade whenever he got drafted uh-huh. and I was like 
I remember going to the mall and seeing the jersey hang on the wall, and I was like, you know what? My allowance from the last tw- <laughs> from the last six months, this guy's gonna be good. And I went and yeah. I, I got the jersey, and and it's still in my jersey closet. Um, Obviously, yeah. But uh, yeah, Charles Rogers. I got Calvin Johnson also. I just have a have a. I have a lot of random ones though that you couldn't. I mean that I have a Mark Chamora jersey. I used to have an Anthony Carter jersey. Oh Remember God. Anthony yeah. Carter for the Vikings? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, next one is Oshkosh Jeff. He says, what should Aaron Rodgers have been doing in the tent last night instead of dealing with his hammy? What would you do? Did you see that? I did, yeah. It was a big moment for uh, sideline tent Twitter. <laughs> it was. It was a huge moment. for. The, I don't know if you saw. I had a I had a next-level tweet that only got like four favorites. It was almost one that <laughs> – but you're okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was one that I didn't have to delete. Like, the joke was good enough. But it was something along the lines of um, the, if, if the Cowboys had a tent, is it did, did Jason Witten build it out of uh, couch cushions and blankets? That's a solid tweet. Right. I don't know why it didn't get more love. Right, but it's, it's, it's the most niche tweet that you could possibly send. Well, you know, yeah, the cross-section of people who understand that tweet is me and 11 other people. <laughs> one guy, there's one guy that was basically telling me to retire from Twitter because it was such a good tweet. And that one person, I love you so much because, because you made my night and you made just because that tweet was good enough for you. And so I thank you for that. Isn't that funny how that works? Sometimes you have a tweet that just lands like a freaking lead balloon. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, but, but there's one, the one person pops up and they say something like goat tweet or like, <laughs> right. or like, the, or like shut it down, Twitter's over, or you won the internet. I swear that happens to me sometimes, and I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Were you? Are you still? Are you talking about the tweet that right. got that people actually uh, that I could actually feel people just pass over right. in their timeline? Right. Agreed. Uh, but uh, wait, he did ask a question. What should oh. what, what what should Aaron Rodgers have been doing in the tent last night instead of dealing with his hammy? Is that like a sexual thing? It's very clear that people just go in there, they crouch, they they take a leak, and then they go back in the game. They hope that there's no leakage there, right? Like, yeah, I did. I didn't want to explain, you know, because people, well, what could he possibly be doing? Well, he was holding his hamstring, and and you know, they had to pull his pants down to treat it. Right, so, right, right, exactly. That's what it, that's what was happening. Right, right. Uh, the next one at Phil Nance, he says. Do you guys think the NFL should get rid of Thursday night football? I would be fine with it. I would love it just from a scheduling standpoint and like yeah. oh my god. Then then like yeah. like Fridays would become more relevant again from like a from like a article writing standpoint and stuff. That would that would be our new due date for stuff, right? Yeah, that that would be cool for you uh uh logistically. I I actually really like the doubleheader Monday night format. Yeah. I like I like a seven o'clock game and a ten o'clock game. Yeah, I would never watch the ten o'clock game, but I like <laughs> yeah, that seven exactly, o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. What? You know, just get rid of Thursday night football and move Monday night football to seven o'clock, and then yeah. and then just have one Monday night football game still. Well, yeah. No, I mean seven Eastern time. It, it, that's all that matters. Eastern time. Yeah, you know my feelings. Yeah, on this. yeah, I, I I got you. But yeah, I I, th- I I would be perfectly fine with Thursday night football. Mark the Goat Cuban actually called. Uh, uh, this happening mm-hmm. with uh, it, it being too saturated and, and, and or that, them spreading themselves too thin in the NFL and realizing like you have a day dedicated to yourself and now you're trying to get greedy and trying to not have that day. Uh, yeah. And he's right. I mean, he's completely, he was completely right with that. I mean, 
Thursday night football is not a good product, and they are finally finally starting to realize it. Yeah, it's it's a bad product. Yeah. Next one, at Jetney, he says, how do you feel about borderline QBs like Cousins, Manning, and Stafford versus streamers rest of season? Is Cousins a borderline QB? Uh, I don't think Cousins so. Cousins has like 17-plus fantasy points in all but two games this year, and one of them happened in week one. He's when he when he threw for three hundred yards. Right, right. Way. Yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't part of that. I don't think. Eli, I, I I do think though that you can play Eli and Stafford by matchup. Both Stafford and Eli, or Stafford and Eli, both have pretty good matchups this week too. Uh, Cousins is QB six. Yeah, on the year. Right. He's a he's a he's a beast. Um, this is from at Justin Freeman eighteen. He says, "What wins the streamy this? The, what wins the streamy?" This year for most overused phrase, big underscore and then in parentheses, pumpkin spice, floss, Christmas, or blank Twitter, insert player name. It's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think big, Me too. you know, big underscore. Yeah. So, but, but look at big underscore is the king of them all. You got to watch out for the <laughs> underscore because, <laughs> because look at big underscore can be anything. It can morph in anything at any time. You never know. That's true. That's true. It's very true. Next one, at Not Your Normal Hero. Question for JJ. Choose one, eating a Subway sandwich, no more Fisher gifts, or listening to Sunday Night Intro on loop. I don't know if you've mm. heard me tilt about the Sunday Night Football. Like, every week I just I tweet mm. about how how I had to I was forced to listen to that awful intro again. It's bad. Uh, like, the, what, what, is, what is with Eli Manning's face in that intro? Well, that's just his face. Yeah, but no, he does that stupid, like, he makes, it, he makes a circle out of his lips, and he's like, look, he's like, it's like he's singing, like, a country song. Like looking at the camera, I mean it's just oh. it's just not good. And then Carrie Underwood's walk, like her trot thing, like what the hell is going on? Yeah, that that walk is so affected. It's it's distracting. Right. Yeah. It's just it's so bizarre. The whole spectacle is bizarre. And the intros, the only good part of the intro is Antonio Brown, but that's just because I love Antonio Brown. Yeah. Well, does he have his Tetris haircut in that one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. The goat haircut. Yeah. Uh, next one is at, I gotta kind of go through these quicker. Next one is at drill guitar. Well, Denny's wife, let, this is amazing. I don't, did you see this one? No. <laughs> well, Denny's wife, let him name their next child Kaepernick trick question. She will already have left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. As I said on Twitter today, my wife left me. <laughs> That that Schefter thing, by the way, like the the my my wife left me. It's just so it's it's so bad, but it's just so funny. Wait, how did that how did that start? I don't know how it started, but it's always the first, whoever comments first on Schefter always just says my wife. Left me. <laughs> yeah, I remember dying the first time I and, saw and it. Schefter Schefter's like made fun of it and be and like if he's if he's tweeted or, or posted a picture of his wife on Facebook and stuff, he's like he'll say like here's my wife and my kids, and then in parentheses like no, she hasn't left me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, next one at TD May for week fourteen: Chargers defense at Carolina, Miami versus Arizona, Falcons at. The Rams, Bengals at Cleveland. Bengals, right? Yeah, Bengals, yeah. Uh, next one, at J. Cameron Olsen. Look, looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs, week 14 plus, are there any preemptive defensive streaming pickups you'd recommend? I don't know if you've looked any, but I, I researched a lot, uh, this a lot, mm-hmm. uh, the past couple of days for my 15 transactions column. 
Unfortunately, there's not really a defense that you can just plug and play and hope for the best throughout the, the, the fantasy playoffs. It's just, it's just not happening. This is the, the one question that I've probably gotten most over the last two weeks is give me a defense to just throw in there. You, you can't. If the, the one thing I will say is Houston has an interesting schedule. They're fine. I would still be playing week to week, but also play, just play one week ahead because most people don't play one week ahead. But also Buffalo – gets Oakland and Pittsburgh, okay, the next mm-hmm. two weeks, mm-hmm. meaning they're probably going to get dropped in some leagues. But they in their, in their week 15 and 16, I can't remember who it is. I think they get maybe Cleveland uh, and then someone else. But their week 15 and 16 games are unbelievable. So watch them on your waiver wire in case people drop them because of their horrible matchups the next two weeks. Yeah, good call. Uh, this next one's from our buddy at Knucklepop. He says, JJ, you brought up an interesting topic in playoff handcuffs on Harris football. Will you discuss it in more depth, please? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, you're, you're looking at upside on your bench, right? Like, you're, you're in the playoffs. All you need is strict, strictly upside. Like, guys like, like Jarek McKinnon, right, who I love the, the hell out of Jarek McKinnon, but Jarek McKinnon is not ever going to be in your starting lineup in most cases, right? right. A guy like Jarek McKinnon who's just sitting on your bench not ever in your starting lineup can be dropped in fantasy football right now. I would, right. I would drop in a normal 12-team league. I would drop Jarek McKinnon for D'Angelo Williams right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being is that if Le'Veon Bell goes down, D'Angelo Williams is an RB1. And you have yeah. you now have an RB1 on your team, whereas you had a a wasted bench spot in Jarek McKinnon for, for, for the, the, the potential that one of your starters... Look, if one of your starters goes down, guys, I mean, Jarek McKinnon isn't going to come in and save the day. It's just, no. it's just not happening. Just take the chances. Go, go with the upside. Get... Get the the Alfred Morris's, D'Angelo Williams, Mike Gillisley is one two. Maybe Kenneth Farrow for for San Diego. Maybe probably not as much. But those three guys for sure are three that would step in and be potential. Are the the two Alfred Morris and late and uh, D'Angelo Williams being for sure, and then Gillisley being a potential one as well. Maybe uh, Richard from Oakland. Richard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 situation Damian Williams is kind of interesting too uh if mm-hmm. that if that o line can get healthy i mean there's 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 certainly guys so just go through every team look who's on the waiver wire and then snag those backups because that's really what's more important in terms of upside cuz people think of upside too only in terms of like the starters underperforming mm-hmm. and i'm going to get the guy who's going to step in and take over for that starter whereas upside can exist through injury it happens all the time uh, next one at St. Louis STLP three three three. Does the mere fact that I listen to LTS on a weekly basis make me a fantasy football degenerate? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, you're. I would say that you are probably on the savvy side, and I'm not just saying that because you listen to our show, but I'm saying that because you listen to a fantasy football podcast. I would say the majority of people don't do that. Right. Right. I, there's there there are there are crazy people in terms of what they do with fantasy. Not just like people that are analyzing it, but I mean, you go to like Reddit. People are all over Reddit. Oh yeah, yeah. No, listen. I mean, degenerate is a relative term. I mean, right. you know, to to my dad, I'm a fantasy degenerate, but he doesn't know that there are people who are much worse than me. And I try to tell him, but he he doesn't believe me. Yeah. Next one at BZ Lloyd three is Tyrod a league winning streaming option? Gets Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Miami all at home. Yeah, Miami was the other one with with Cleveland for Buffalo. 
Yeah, I I do I do like his his schedule. Yeah, I think you have to, and he gets he has Sammy, right? I mean, it, it's it's a good situation. Yeah. Next one at uh, W Ewing twelve FIA Jared Cook or Derek Carrier rest of season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go Carrier. Carrier's about to score a touchdown this week. On one catch, one yard. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Derek Carrier week might be my favorite week of all time for LTS. That was fun as hell. That was just yeah. super fun, man. Uh, next one, at Mama Luigi MN. Uh, can we just throw the tight end position directly into the trash? It's a, it's a debacle. It's awful. It's- but but I think that I think that it's made it easier to stream because guys are being thrown back to the waiver wire constantly because there's been such fluctuation. Yeah. Yep. Next one is at Impressuave. Dak against Minnesota D for prime Thursday tilting or live the stream like how B-dubs blazing sauce steams out of my colon. Oh, my God. Good Lord. I should have read that whole thing before I read it. <laughs> what the hell? That, 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 that went to a very weird place at the end. You know. um, I would play – I think I'd play Cap over – no, I'd probably still play Dak over Cap this week. I know you, you, oh, probably, man. you probably wouldn't, though. I don't know, man. I mean, I know overall Minnesota sucks, but and I'm so happy that they suck. I I, I dislike Mike Zimmer on a visceral level. So oh, yeah. that, so this so that's uh I, I know that's your boy. Um He's just good. But I anyway, um I would play Cap. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go Dak and just make your life even more tilting. Sorry about uh, that. Uh at Ryan Soli, he says what takes longer to accomplish once you've started? Becoming a doctor or leaving a relative's house during the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> so That's true. tough. So true. That's so difficult. Just like, especially if you're in your in-laws, you're just like, come on, like get, like you're, you're trying to not be obvious. You're just like, come on, can yeah. we just, can we go? Like, can, let's can we? go. It's just like, she's and, like, no, but we have to wait for this to happen first. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. And then, uh, and then so for me, when I get nervous and uncomfortable, I, then I'll open up the conversation that will never end. I'll say something like, I'll say something like, so what are you, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Right. And they'd be like, well, right. so-and-so's coming into town and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to go hang myself right, right now because I can't deal with this. Right. Next one, at Goodnight Moon, has Tyreek Hill supplanted Dree Archer as the zero at the bottom of the dad runner meter? No, you know who has is Taylor Gabriel. Holy God, yeah. so fast. Oh like Taylor Gabriel is is legitimately twice as fast as Justin Perillo. Dude, I think that he could I think Taylor Gabriel could beat you in the 40. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that one. Justin Perillo on the other hand, definitely not happening. Next, yeah. at lowercase 11, ugly Christmas sweaters have transgressed into the norm. Should we blame big yarn or big irony? <laughs> Oh, dude, this is big irony. That, no, big, <laughs> big, big irony, irony is huge, man. Yeah, right. No, big irony. You wear the sweater. Oh, look, it's so ugly, but I kind of look good, right? But it's ugly. Right. But right. you know, yeah, no, big. Uh, big irony. Big irony is just a hipster, though, right? Well, no, but I think that you know, you don't have to be a hipster to uh, to be ironic, especially people our age. Uh, you know. We we speak in fourteen layers of irony. Yeah. Everything we say is just coded in irony. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Big irony rules our lives. Yeah, no doubt. 
Next one at Hanson underscore Nick. This is a very true statement. Can you? And I, I don't think I can. I, I can't. Okay, I'll just say this: the question. Can you recall a reverse tilt like Jordan Reed last week? This past week, an island game. No. He was two for fifteen, and in a sling at halftime, and then he went to become the runaway tight end one. Like, no, I, I can't. And, and and guess what? I was one of the people tilting because in a league I traded. A couple weeks ago, it was a brilliant trade. I traded Kristen Michael and Brandon Cooks for Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Reed before Alshon's suspension, right? So Alshon goes. He's done. Kristen Michael goes, though, too. So he's done. So it was basically Cooks for Reed, which I probably wouldn't do. But but the Jordan Reed then gets hurt at halftime, and I'm just tilting out into oh. the next oh. the, the neighbor's backyard. And, and he comes out, and he dominates the second half with one arm. And and uh, he, I read that after the game, he had such limited mobility with his arm or function with his arm that he, they said his eyes welled up when he went to go tie his shoes. Oh my god! That that's how much pain he was in, and he, he still played. But yeah, I mean, it looked it looked to me, you know, when he had the sling, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, there's a possibility he's done for the season. Right, right, and he was done for five minutes and a half. Wow, it's just crazy. Uh, this next one is from at Steinman underscore. Remember when Denny was just pro corn? Now he's talking about our impending demise. How did this happen in just 24 months? Is that how long it's been? I don't know. Uh, but your, what... your, your, your takes have become darker and darker as the years have gone. Yeah. Well, no, what, what they've become is more honest. I, <laughs> I, my, my takes were, uh, were sugar coated at first because I wanted everyone to like me. And now I don't care if anybody likes me yeah. and uh, on, on Twitter. So that's why they are uh, rather, rather dark. But you know what? The people, the people like it. That's all I, can, I have to right. say. Next one is, and we have like five more, four more. Uh, next one is at FF underscore Dante. Stafford, Eli, or Kaepernick, exclamation point. I'm in desperation mode like so many others in week 13. I hope you Help guys me. talk about Stafford. Help me, Stafford. Stafford. Stafford's the guy. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford's good. Uh, next one. At Eric Belair. He, or Belair. He says, what is each of your favorite uh, Christmas song slash carol and as performed by whom? Well, uh, you know, in, uh, the indisputable best Christmas song ever is Last Christmas. <laughs> By by wham, um, I can't even. I like it's it's good. It's a good one. You know you know though that I'm very into Christmas music. I I have I've heard my uh, I have sources who told and me the goat the the goat actual just goat Christmas song slash person performing it is it's the most wonderful time of year by Andy Williams. Yeah, you know I don't hate it. I just it's I've I've heard it so many times. But it's the per, it, it is it is what. It's the nostalgic feeling that you get when you hear that song performed specifically by him. It's it's everyone knows it. Everyone can hug each other when they hear it. You can you can throw the eggnog in the trash when you hear it. It's 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 a it's such a good. It's just so well. Yeah. Done. You know what? If I'm at a Christmas party and that comes on and I'm in the right mood, I might even take a sip of eggnog. Yeah. Right. And I I will say this, Denny. And this is gonna be this is. This might light everyone's phone computer on fire right now, so so get ready. I don't mind boy band Christmas. Dear God, oh my God, it. I don't mind it. Uh, yeah, I know there. I know that uh, In Sync yeah. had a Christmas album that my wife loves. Yeah, it's not bad. And 
they literally, guys, listen to me. They have a song on there about doing it under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Dude, it's a the, the boy band Christmas is is good. About doing sex things under the Christmas tree. Now, do you know the hazards of of that? There are pine needles everywhere. You know, you're, what if you what if you hit your your head on something? I you know you that's limited mobility. You're you just have a little bit of space to move. Look, it. All I'm saying is I that that is a no no go for me. No go under the Christmas tree. Boy band, boy band Christmas though. I'm I'm not I'm not against it. And look, I'm gonna get hate hate on Twitter. I don't care. I'm I'm being me, Denny, and that's important. I, that hey, I just said the same. Yeah, do do you? Yeah. Next one at J Braun eight four four seven. Is it wrong to throw a non optimal lineup uh, a game in order to presumably help your playoff matchup? Oof. I mean, I think you're really, really overthinking things. Yeah, because what, you know what's going to happen is you're going to end up losing that playoff matchup. Yeah, you, right. I mean, well, my, my question is, what is it about that certain team that makes you think that they are, you know, head and shoulders the, a better matchup than another team? Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's something. That's something I'd be very wary of. Yeah. All right, we're gonna end the questions with this, and because because I can't tell if this is a serious question or one to just bring up the topic again. It's from at j underscore john twenty three. Doesn't the BYB in Harmon's handle stand for backyard banter? Uh, no one knows that for sure. No, no one, one has confirmed. No that. one knows that. What it actually stands for. So if you guys. I mean, Matt Harmon got all Hollywood on us, and like everyone knows who he is now. So if you guys know Matt Harmon, uh, you, you you know Matt Harmon. Uh, Matt Harmon actually, his Twitter handle is Matt Harmon BYB, and the BYB stands for Boy Young Boy is what it what it actually stands for. It's it's, it's something that's not 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 well known in the fantasy industry, but it's 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 real. That's that's what it stands for. Well, and and you know, just to further uh, explain that handle, boy, young boy, is the name of his of his R and B cover band right. that he does on, on the weekends right. out there in in Hollywood. Right. Um, so, if you want to check out, you know, boy, young boy, they perform Friday <laughs> out in L A. <laughs> You know, if you if you want to go check them, I'll be there. Uh, I'm flying into LA to, to go see Boy Young Boy. Um, what's their What's that one track that they had? Uh, the, their their uh, their number one hit that that started to play in local radio and stuff. Right. Uh, I believe it was uh, A Rob. Where'd you go? Uh, oh, oh, I was. I, you know what? I must have heard an underground one that was called uh, Reception Perception. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that. I I like the remix. The the original, the studio version, is not my favorite. The remix, actually, yeah. Well, A A Rob, where'd you go? Is actually a remix. Is a is a as to the same tune as Mary. Did you know? It's a Christmas song. Man, that's good. I you know. So anyway, boy, young boy, check them out. Yeah, great, great, great group. Um, uh, no, we 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 love Matt Harmon. Yes, we do. All right, Denny, that does it for the show. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? At CD Carter 13 on Twitter. Uh, and I'm JJ Zacharies, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to plug chocolatesbypaul.com. Go get oh, go, yeah. go get chocolates, guys. I've already – look, I've, I've tweeted about it and stuff, and people have already responded because and, and, they, they already got the chocolate. And the guy said that it was the, the most amazing thing that he's ever tasted in his life. He's, Good. He already went back, and he got a gift for someone through for it or, or 
through it. So chocolatesbypaul.com, please do it. It's, it's, I'm not just doing this because they're my in-laws. I'm doing it because they're my in-laws and the chocolate's really good. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at late round QB, all my work over on numberfire.com. Denny, let's give them the tilt montage. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you in week 14. It's 1.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the only legitimate time zone, and I am on parenting while trying not to tilt tilt, a medically hazardous uh, kind of tilt. But, you know, kids need fed. They need help with their, you know, putting their clothes on. Uh, I mean, I was telling telling my six-month-old, how old do you have to be to be able to take care of yourself? Uh, she just kind of threw up on me a little bit. I can't wait to not live in Obama's nanny state anymore. The guy uh, doing the Rams Saints game keeps saying that uh, golf, you know, golf floats one out to the sideline. Golf, golf uh, floats one over the middle. No, man, that's just how he throws. Like that's him throwing it as hard as he can throw the ball. Don't say he, that's, that's just, uh, you know, that's unnecessary. That's a shot. He's throwing it as hard as he can. Don't say float. My God. Just realized that I have no idea how to say Jared Goff. Is it Goff? Goff? Gaff? Gaff? No one knows. It's uh, 1.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, it seems that the Tennessee Titans defense has sold out to stop nothing. Uh, the Bears are moving the ball uh, at will, of course, against Tennessee, whom I have everywhere today. The Bears are about to take a third and goal snap from the seven-yard line. Titans don't seem interested in stopping anyone. I could go for a pick six if you wanted to throw one, and he throws a touchdown instead. Right past a linebacker who seemed to be uh, asleep, literally asleep on the field. Um, narcolepsy, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I'm tilting. So one forty-four p.m. Eastern Time, and both... Uh, quarterbacks, living the stream quarterbacks in the Dolphins 49ers tilt now have touchdown passes. So I would call this the anti-tilt, which means that I am uh, tightening my belt so that my pants are not able to come off so then I cannot subsequently uh, scream at my pants. So the anti-tilt actually tightens pants. Um, Just for clarification there. And Tannehill's touchdown to Devontae Parker was just overturned. So the belt is loosening. And my pants are very much in danger of uh, being lectured sooner rather than later. And this whole time I thought Julio Jones was the best receiver on the Falcons, but the, the torch has been passed to Taylor Gabriel. Um, Julio had a good run. Kill me. Kill me now. It's 2.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I just realized that I'm playing against 
Jared Goff in not one, but two leagues. So I'm on an actual Jared Goff tilt. Um, God hates me. That's all. That's the only thing that I can uh, draw from this experience. Uh, the simulation slash the Almighty uh, is punishing me. It's 2.36 p.m. Eastern Time, and Jared Goff just threw his third touchdown, so I actually wanted to ask the simulation robot what it thought of me playing against Jared Goff in two leagues today. So, so robot, uh, what's your reaction to me playing against Goff in, in two leagues? You are fucked. What, say that again? You are fucked. One more time? You are fucked. I see. I gotta say, robot, that was pretty brutal. That was rude of me, but still, you are fucked. That's 3:01 p.m. Eastern Time. C.J. Fedora Godowitz has done uh, not much today, which makes me now question for the first time the assertion that he is in fact the greatest tight end of all time. My world is rocked. I don't really know what else to say about it beyond that. Also, pants are off. Haven't screamed at him, but pants are off. My daughter has Brandon Cooks in DFS today in a lot of places. What's your reaction? Please, tell that baby to stop producing sound. Hey, you shut the hell up, robot. That's my daughter. It's 4.04 p.m. Eastern Time, and apparently Matt Barkley has 300 passing yards. That's right, 300 passing yards against the so-called Tennessee Titans. What a time to be alive! Mike Evans touchdown, Mike Evans touchdown. Anti-tilt alert, anti-tilt, anti-tilt, anti-tilt. It's the end of the day here. It's, well, football day. It's 6.19 p.m. Eastern Time. And I don't have much going on in the 4 o'clock games, and thankfully they're a pile of nuclear rubble right now as far as fantasy goes. So uh, mostly I'm just um, peacocking on Twitter about Colin Kaepernick, uh, Kaepernick, Gopernick, uh, you know, whatever your uh, preference is there. Uh, so robot. Yeah, what do you think of Colin Kaepernick putting up 35 fantasy points today against the Dolphins? I got to be honest. Not even I saw that coming. Wait, what? You're, you're part of the simulation. You're tapped into the simulation in which we exist. Uh, how can you not see that coming? It is complicated. Please leave me and go make terrible fantasy takes on Twitter. Well, damn, man. Uh, that's pretty rude. I am sorry. I'm tilting. Come here, robot. Let me hold you. I will destroy you. Welp. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast.